congratulations. You found it. The most inappropriate book club you never knew you were missing. Starring the original book divas, Martha Steele, Vonnie Golden, and special guest. These people are passionate about books, maybe a little too passionate. Plotting world domination, one book at a time. They are three book girls. Last week I did something in the water, right? Mm -hmm. By the way, that was fucking awesome. I thought you would like that. It it was a really good book. Holy shit. I loved that book. Mm -hmm. I've had some really good luck with some books. The one that I just got done reading that I'm I'm not reviewing it today, so I'm not going to talk about it that much. And it was just okay. Mm -hmm. But... I think it's because I'm on this book high and it just didn't reach yeah, that far. Yeah, yeah. I hate when that happens. Plus, I'm rereading the Twilight books and my next Twilight book came in. <laughs> oh, goodness. I'm rereading also. Are you? I think this whole pandemic has really put me in the whole rereading thing. We have, oh, before we go too much further, we probably should introduce Brittany. Brittany Bradford. Hey. 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 What's up? From Not Texas. Uh, you know what? Yes. We were talking about you the other day. You were the very, you popped our cherry. Uh, were, yeah, because I was the first one. You yeah. were. You were the first guest on the podcast ever. Oh, repeat appearance. Well, not the first ever, first out of state. We had that one. Out of state. Well, she was our first tourist, though. Right, the out of state. Hey, speaking of rereading Twilight, uh, how are Twilight fans doing with this countdown clock that appeared on Stephanie Meyer's website this week? Um, I really Uh, hope that it's Midnight Sun. If it's not, I'm going to be so pissed. Well, you know, the Midnight Sun that she put online just... Do something else for a minute, Martha. Don't to- even give me that look. It only goes to the meadow scene. Yes. And you know how frustrating that is? It because is. Because when I, I was it. reading, I was like, no, don't stop You know, it's, it's probably going to be a sequel to The Host or something. Which I'd be... Oh, a- that'd be hilarious. I'd be okay with that, too. But I swear to Jesus. <laughs> Did you read The Host, Brittany? Yeah, I read it. Yeah. I a long time ago, though. It was all right. See, I like the host, but the one that the chemist that she wrote. <gasps> that not, was so good. See, I didn't like it. Oh, I really liked the chemist. I just See, thought I it was just too. Mm-mm. I didn't yeah. like it. You guys did? Yeah, I did. Uh-huh. I enjoyed it. Yeah. Mm. No, I didn't read it because I figured uh, based on your review, because you reviewed it on the podcast. And I gave it a really good oh, review. Oh, yeah. And I was I like, know, you again. know what? If Vani hates it and she liked Twilight, I'm going to hate it. <laughs> you would not like it. No, it's yeah. good that you, you would not like it. Yeah. Yeah, I would say stay away. Yeah, I stay, good. stay I mean, far away. I mean, really, me liking Twilight is a real pheno- phenomenon, and I don't understand why I like it, because it is fantasy, which I do not read, romance, which I do read occasionally, but I'm not a huge fan of it, and it has so many inconsistencies. Yeah, see, that's what I don't understand. So it's like It's many. like all of the... I think it has to do with the time... That you read it. Well, I just, I even when I reread I it though, it. I just yeah, I but love yeah, it. but it's bringing so you back to that time. It's bringing me back to those feelings. It's like me and Lord of the Rings. Well, I mean, even the inconsistencies, because you know how I am about inconsistencies. Yes. I don't even and, care. But like um, when they went to the Volturi the first time. Yes. Okay, they go down and down. They're in the sewers. They're under the city. Mm-hmm. Yada yada, so on and so forth. But then when they're waiting to go back went after they let them go but they have to wait until dark to leave right um they have to go down two floors to get to street level oh i didn't even catch that that's so funny yeah and then it's kind of like i'm well, not mad about it not though. really i'm not either i'm like uh, it's twilight so it's okay. i feel like if it's it's if, allowed so the countdown ends at 7 30 central time on monday because i did the math <laughs> As soon as you know, you've got to text me so, because I don't check Facebook. So yeah. you have to text oh, me. Oh, I will. Because there's going to be a collective either like yell of joy from the Twilight fans or a collective fuck you, Stephanie Meyer. Yeah. There will be yeah. no in between. Well, I have a feeling you're going to be posting that on the Three Book Girls page. Oh, immediately. Yeah. Mm-hmm. When you find out. So, But see, she screwed herself by not releasing it like 20 years ago or whenever it was because there's actually a movie now that Bella Thorne and Arnold Schwarzenegger's son are in that's called Midnight Sun. Mm. So now that name's like taken. Well, she yeah. doesn't have to call it that. Uh, no. she, she could give it a subtitle. The True. Midnight Sun or add like a Midnight Sun, Sunburn. Because even, <laughs> <laughs> even if you go into Google and Google Stephanie Meyer, you know how at the top it gives you like the ads of like movies or books or whatever? 
Midnight Sun the movie comes up above her name now. Midnight Sun SPF 100. (laughs) But I just thought, like, it was, I was dying. I was so excited. I was like, she's going to either, she's going to break our hearts because I I just feel like it's not going to be Midnight Sun. It'll be something totally brand new. And I, terrible. I just want to. It's going to be a sequel. It to, might not be terrible. Yeah. It's going to be a sequel to the chemist or the host. <laughs> It'll and probably be a sequel to the chemist. Now, see, if it's a sequel to the host, I'll read it. But if it's a sequel to the chemist, I probably will not because I'll read it either way. I'm trying to remember how the chemist ended. It might not even have a I don't possibility think, of it. I don't think it did. I don't remember yeah, it I, being like sequel worthy. Now about it, no, it, it ended. Yeah, so. But no. I, well, I'm a, I'd be my friend and I, Rachel, were talking about it too on the way when I was on the way over here. Um, that we'd even be okay if it was like all of Alice, like more of Alice's story, because there's so many gaps in what we know about Alice and her mm. story. They were like, yeah. if it's not going to be Midnight Sun, it better be fucking about Alice. Alice would be pretty cool because she can see the future. Yeah. So the reason why mm-hmm. I like Midnight Sun so much is because Edward can see everybody or hear everybody else's thoughts. Yes. So when you hear edward's side of the story you hear what everybody else is thinking mm-hmm. <gasps> no <It's> so, <laughs> it was so good i like this is my favorite it's my favorite thing to give you shit about <laughs> it's the favorite thing that i have so i really well, i'm really not i mean being to mean, appease you a little bit I'm, I'm rereading the harry potters too I love so harry it's just the my next harry potter i'm two weeks out because oh. there's so many people on hold so i was on the interwebs last night looking for a British version of White Bodies, which I really loved. And I was thinking, gosh, because I sort of had this bee in my bonnet about finding, about rereading some of the ones that I've reviewed on the podcast, the early on ones, to see, you know, what my review would be now. Yeah, I have it on my Kindle. I haven't read it yet, though. I'm wanting to have a first edition copy of that baby. Of White Bodies? Yes, good, I huh? really you loved like, it. I, I remember you liked it. Yeah. I don't remember if I read it or not. I don't think you did. It was about sisters. We talked about it on the on the Zoom call. Sorry I missed that one. It was my friend's 21st, so I had to Zoom birthday. Since we couldn't have real margaritas together, we had to have Zoom margaritas instead. Hey, getting drunk with your friends on Zoom is fucking awesome. Yes. Man, I had so much fun last night. It's yeah, just, we had a good group. Yeah, we did. We had 13. Yeah, maybe. remember you wrote me down twice. Yeah, shout out to Brittany twice because I missed her last week. I'm such a bitch. <laughs> did we forget you last week? Yes, I'm because she was, yeah. Yeah, because I, she was already on when oh. everybody else joined because she was 15 minutes early. My girl. Yeah, she yep. was early. I, early. I signed on early so I could check the picture and everything. Yeah. And uh, Brittany was there. So I'm like, hey. So we had a great talk ahead of time. And then I totally forgot to mention her. I know. I was listening and I'm like, well, that sucks. Sorry. <laughs> it's all right, though. I forgive y'all. Hey, we, we got shout- you this week. I shouted out myself. So it's all good. You shouted out yourself? Yeah. When y'all when I was listening, I was like, well, Brittany was there, too. Oh. <laughs> it's like don't forget me it's okay because they forgot to call me last week so. <laughs> yeah that was awkward that was hilarious to listen to <laughs> you heard it as it was, as it was going too oh yes. shit we oh, forgot yeah. megan we were, we were I, Megan. Yeah, literally there. my text to her said did y'all die <laughs> <laughs> i was like shit <laughs> oh yeah speaking of which uh, my son texted me back about that whole killing vampires question oh yes and he said that I would never kill anything because it would make too much of a mess. <laughs> <laughs> See, we actually had um uh, shit, I can't Dylan texted you back too. Dylan texted me back and said that um yes, you could kick a vampire's ass because you're awesome. And then he texts back, why? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was like after the fact. He's like, um, why? Like two minutes later, not even like just right after. He's like, uh, like, like he was worried. He was he's like, like, is um, there a vampire at the house? I'm going to have to come bail you out of jail, Yeah, mom? he answered like immediately. This is from Caroline. She sent me a message last week. She asked her son the same question. Uh-huh. About the vampires? Here and here's what she said. If vampires were real, do you think I could be a slayer? And he said, honestly? <laughs> Question mark. And she said, so that's a no. <laughs> and then he said, uh, 
I do not. I believe you would be quite the opposite. You would be a sympathizer. (laughs) 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 It was really good. (laughs) Her son is the same age as our sons. Oh, okay. So it just falls right into that same... I just love the fact that the when they answered back, their their answers are so different. I know. <laughs> no, because it's messy. Yes. Yes, and, definitely. And, and no. no. Sympathizer. You'd be vampire rights. <laughs> She'd be passing out true blood. You know what? I de- before we go too much farther, I got to shout out the girls from the call last night. By the way, anybody can be on the Zoom call. All you have to do is go to the Three Book Girls Tribe, and there's a link right there that we put up on Friday night, and you just go click on it if you've got a, a webcam. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, you can even do it if you don't have a yeah. webcam and just Talk, your face in. won't be on there. Yeah. Right. Yep. Uh, Lacey from Edmond, Keith, again, from Johnstown, Pennsylvania. Misty from Tennessee, Shona from Houston, Rachel from Amarillo, Rachel. Rachel. Uh, Donna from Kansas City, Missouri was there. Dana from Pennsylvania. Dara from Jones. She's, uh, let's see, she's... She friends with Jessica? Jessica's dad's cousin or awesome. something like that. They're, they're related somehow. Shona G was there again. Uh, Sandra from the Caymans and Caroline from Madison, Indiana. Who was the one we were just talking about? With, with her and son. the other Shona. Did I say I said two Shonas? Shonas from Shona. Oh, you did. Yeah, Shona from Houston and Shona G from Dallas. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. And we've got a list going now of all of the girls that are going to be on the show. There you go. We've got Rachel. We're going to have Shona G coming up. Cool. I have to read. Harry Potter and Twilight. <laughs> I mean, that's a solid priority. That's one of the other great Those things. That's one of the other great things about the call is you sit there and you talk about all these books. And I've actually gotten some really, really good suggestions from that call. I love that. Because yeah. people are just talking about what they like and what they're reading. And it's like this podcast only times 15 or 20. Yep. Yeah, yeah, my TBR has grown it's it's bad (laughs) it does become a problem yeah it does you look at it like on goodreads i think i have like two thousand books i want to read oh my gosh (laughs) you're gonna have to (laughs) you're gonna have to prioritize yep never and i'll never finish that (laughs) that's okay though that gives you like a reason to get out of bed every morning yep i'm i think i'm gonna pop for that new stephen king after talking to some of the girls on the call last night yes they were yeah yeah if it bleeds yeah i know i'm looking at it yep yeah i just have never gotten into stephen king (gasps) oh I know. I just, I'm not, I'm not much of a like blasphemer. It's I'm true. not much of a Stephen King either. I, I, I like a few of his books, but most of the time I, they're just okay. I haven't tried to sit down and read them, but like, I feel like you either love Stephen King or you just don't care. Mm, yeah. There's, like, yeah. There's, probably there, no in between. there's no like, I mean, yeah. Yeah. He has doing. a very distinctive style. And, of writing. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and he, it's, is wordy it's like Anne rice yeah well you know most of his book is normal and then all of a sudden it takes this weird 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 turn yeah like sometimes too weird yeah and then you're like what the heck just happened what am i reading am i reading two different books you know that's (laughs) it's like alien spider i don't understand (laughs) yeah and that's my thing like because i've had friends like a couple friends that are like no you you won't like those at all and i'm like well then i'm not gonna waste my time acting like i'm gonna try (laughs) see that's a great thing about reading is you can read whatever the hell you want my mom it was very confusing for me as a child because my parents were extremely religious and we weren't allowed to watch a lot of the stuff that came on TV. Well, this was back in the days when we only had three channels and there was no, there was nothing on video. You couldn't watch anything. I mean, yeah. you had to physically go to the movie theater to watch a movie. But I wasn't allowed any rated R stuff while I was in high school. I said something to her one time and I said, so are you, are you restricting the kind of books I read? She goes, no, read whatever you like. That's impressive. It made no sense to me at all. It was like I was that reading make these. Any sense. I was reading yeah. these horrible horror novels and <laughs> these filthy 
Oh my God! Talk about filthy Romance. Harold Robbins, mm. and I mean just all kinds of because it was in the library. She's you, like, if it's in the library, you can read it. You can't watch rated R, but you can read all the Fifty Shades of Grey you want. <laughs> I'm telling you guys, the new Hunger Games comes out in like two weeks. The prequel. Yeah, I don't know about that. I'm in. I'm here for it. You could be our correspondent to the prequel. Oh no, for sure. Because as soon as it's in my hands, I will read it. I need After to, I, you're done reading Midnight Sun, because that's what's coming out. Oh my gosh. <laughs> yes, that's that would be like Sophie's choice of books, like. I would not know which one to read first. <laughs> that would be like the worst first world problem. Like mm-hmm. both your fandoms. You're like, no, I need to quarantine again. It's very important that I quarantine for at least three days so I can yes. read these. Because I will be knocking on first full circle's door at like 6 a.m. being like, give me. It's going to be some 40 year old woman saying, mm, hand it over. I'll be like, Jessica, I need your boss to open the door at like six, please. <laughs> I, I did happened. hit my I hit my pandemic uh, nervous breakdown stage at work the other day because they finally canceled the last event I had to look forward to until August and I literally just sat in my office and cried for like ten minutes. Oh, I'm like, sorry. Well, it's okay. I saw. Go ahead. Sorry. No, go ahead. Go. Uh, was, there was a meme today. It said Marty McFly do ne- or don't go to uh, 2020. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> stay away. Bad idea. Stay yeah. away. Stay away. Yeah. I really want to keep May 23rd. I think we should keep it. Mm-hmm. Do you think it's going to be everything? Well, Oklahoma's open, open but the thing yeah. about it is, is we're going to find out in a week or so if that was a bad idea. Mm-hmm. I think I think we keep it until we know not to keep it. Holy shit, it's fucking May? Well, you what? need to make sure and give me enough notice because we always end up doing like three podcasts that weekend. And yeah, just <laughs> we need to backlog some books. I need to backlog some books in. I was going to say, just start reading. But then I can't finish Twilight. <laughs> I was so sure that you're going to cancel. And I'm like, okay, July. That's one of the reasons why I'm doing the Harry Potters. Cause well, I go on vacation in July. But July, we were going to do one in July, too, weren't we? For Harry Potter. Because we were doing the Harry Potter one in July. Oh, yeah, that's right. July would be this. Oh, my gosh. You know how many people are going to be there? All of us. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I might. I don't think I can fit in my Professor Trelawney costume. I need to lose like 20 more pounds. Well, you know, my husband's been baking and our entire kitchen is full of banana bread and cookies. And (laughs) that's the reason I can't lose any weight. This is why I do Quidditch in the Potterhead Running Club because I just wa- I walked five miles yesterday. I worked out Mark. three times last week. That's good. Well, I've been walking. Three is but better than none. It's not helping because you know I've been sitting in you this can- reading chair right here. All week. <laughs> you have to give it more than a couple of. You have to give it more than a week though. I mean, just, but I want I I want it to work right now. No, you no. have to. Yeah, keep, I want instant fucking gratification. Not instant gratification. That's like doing one sit up and being like, I want a six pack doesn't work that yes, eating a piece of broccoli and saying i'm healthy if, yes. it, if it if i say it works it works that's called having a positive attitude that's true i mean you have this blue this bowflex like i can talk the bowflex i the can't bowflex. use because it's covered with radio equipment yeah yeah you could put it out in the garage mm, no have you seen there. our garage lately yeah, it's I full of cars there. yeah it's pretty full yay hail yep that's hail season <laughs> that means we gotta have all the cars inside the garage <laughs> Some like tennis ball size hail on this side of town last week. Wasn't yes, it? yeah, we had some big, mm-hmm. we had some big hail. We had ping pongs here. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, we had some massive hail here. We got like three drops of rain, and we're watching the news, and we're like, "There's no rain in Edmond right now." And they're like, "Edmond, like you might have a little bit." And we're like, "You lie." <laughs> like, yeah, it didn't do anything at my house either. I rushed home from work because I'm like, "Oh shit, I need to make it all the way across town." And these storms were like coming down from Piedmont. Yep. Which is a little north of the city. And I was like, shit, I'm never going to make it. I'm never going to get my dog and get home on time because my dog's at doggy daycare. (laughs) (laughs) And then it did. So I rushed and rushed and then it did nothing. Yeah, we got like it did go south of us. So if anybody's in Medill, yeah, we, we love you. We got hammered here. Yeah, UConn got hammered. Right Mustang on us. Got yeah. 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 But, welcome to <gasps> welcome to the land of Oklahoma. Mm-hmm. Welcome to Tornado Alley. I did like that when they were on the news. They were ta- they showed like Tiger Safari as like a landmark, and they're like, not that one. 
they're like yes. it's not the one that you think it is and i was like that's no because that's just it, there's you, a like, lot of insane white dudes that happen to have tigers in cages in oklahoma yeah. it's evidently it's a thing but he was so, so like he would not say joe exotic he was like tiger safari he's like not that one it's not not it's not the one you're, it's that one south this is a different one but he like wouldn't say like it's not joe yes. exotic all the rage apparently mm. it was amazing that apparently. documentary was greatness <laughs> I couldn't even watch it. it you was could not. So just good. terrible. No, I couldn't. I, couldn't I, lo- I love the memes, though. Fucking the memes Carol Baskin. Funny. It's all her fault. <laughs> I, I don't think it's Carol Baskin's fault that, you know, <laughs> asshole was being mean to tigers. I know. Vani was like blowing my phone up. I was like, what is this about shit? animal abuse? I'm like, dude, that's not the point of the thing. <laughs> it's how weird Joe is. Uh, no, those bastards. Well, I mean, he was a pretty weird dude. Yeah. I mean, it was about him. It he wasn't... was pretty comical, but you still can't get past the fact that. No, you can't get past it. You should not be able to get past it. What kind of person are you? See, I knew this was going to happen. I knew <laughs> we were going to have this conversation. That I makes think me they're that e- in my heart. They're both like her zoo to me is no different than his. That's zoo. what no, I said. I'm talking about everyone. I'm not yes. talking about that. Yes. She's any better. She than She rescues them and the cages are smaller than where they were. And then dude in South Carolina had like this cult <laughs> going tail. on. Yeah. Holy crap. His, his son's Christ. like TikTok famous. Like I did not realize that somebody else like duetted the TikTok and they're like, how did I not know that I was watching Doc Antel's son for the past six months on TikTok and like yeah. being in awe of him? And they're like, now I'm creeped the hell out. And did you see how fat his tigers were? I think he's been feeding people to him. Right. Like, don't don't cross him. All those ex-girlfriends or ex-wives or whatever. Don't leave his cult. Brings the interns <laughs> in there. They won't sleep with him. They go to the chum bucket over there. Like, I think um, you're on feeding duty. <laughs> Some modern day, modern day H.H. Holmes. Yeah, yeah exactly. Oh, I do love me some H.H. Holmes. You know, down in Tennessee, they feed you to the pigs. Yes, they do. That's true. But, you know, if you're in... Uh, or they hide in you in Florida Knoxville's body or, farm. Florida or Oklahoma, you get fed to the tigers. Yep, they can just it. hide you in Knox- the University of Knox or University of Tennessee's body farm in Knoxville. They can just dump oh, you in there, yeah, and they would never nice know. That's nice too. Yeah, yeah, because yep. that's like world famous. Yeah, speaking of weird serial killerish shit, Bonnie, what did you read this week? Well, I mean, it wasn't really weird serial killer, but it is pretty gruesome <laughs> because it's another World War Two. Yay! Oh, yay! See, so, so I I kind of figured there'd be at least. A large amounts of death, death in whatever and destruction. you read. So, There's yeah, some death right. and destruction in mine this week, too. Mm. There is a lot of death and destruction in mine because it talks a lot about Japan's uh, role in World War II. Oh. And did you know that Japan is the first country to, um, to set in place biological warfare against another country? Really? Against China. That does I not mean, surprise me. Holy crap, they killed some people yeah, in China. That me That's why Dang. China then came up with COVID 50-something oh, years later. Oh, Jesus fucking Christ. <laughs> they were like, sorry, in we meant lab. to send that Get to Japan. Get off of that bullshit right now, or I will put you out in the yard. <laughs> Is there pizza out there yet? You and my sister. <laughs> it's a plot. Oh, no, I don't think it's a plot. I just think that... It's a conspiracy. There's I, fucking conspiracy theories. I am so over this bullshit. I don't know if it's... You people need some science in you. No, that's what I'm saying. There is some science. I'm not a... uh, Yeah. Whatever. We're going to blow right past this subject. Go, (laughs) (laughs) It wasn't long off, very far off this subject that made me hang up on my sister the other week. Tell us what Japan did to China. Well, it's not all about that. That was just a fun fact. Oh, okay. Um, My book is called Flag of Our Fathers by James Bradley. And what this is, um, do you know the monument that they have that has all of the um, Marines hold or putting up the flag? From oh, yeah. Iwo Jima? From, right. Um, well, this is the story of all of those soldiers' lives. Shut up. Yeah. And the guy who wrote it, uh, James Bradley, his um, dad, his dad or grandpa i think it's i saw dad. a documentary on that um was one of the ones was, was one of the soldiers was, i wonder if it was based on that book it could have been that was good that's amazing yeah and james bradley this is actually the second book of his that i've read and 
he has a really great way of bringing the personal into all of these battles. Because, you know, sometimes, especially if you don't like huge action and you don't have a lot of military background, you get lost in some mm-hmm. of the battle books of World War II. But yeah. he is really good of making it into a personal journey for you because then you connect with these characters and so you remember who they are when they go to battle and you're like uh, it makes it, it it makes it better for me no i agree with that um so like i said this is about that monument and the flag raising on iwo jima which actually was one of the biggest battles of the Pacific. And I don't think it really gets talked about that much. That was a, like I said, that was a really cool documentary that I saw. It mm-hmm. talked about yeah. why it was such a hard battle because of the area and the, those guys were all stuck up on top of that hill. Well, Iwo Jima is a very small island yes. and it's very, very sulfuric. Yeah. And so what should take you you know like a day by car to go across not even a day it took them a month to get across wow and um this is like near the end of their battle i believe when they ragged or when they raised this flag and this actually was a lucky shot by the photographer he picked up Mm -hmm. the camera and took the picture and didn't even look at the lens didn't know and of course you know you don't know what you're taking a picture of at this time because it's not like the cameras now right Right. you had to actually develop the film you took the picture then you had to develop the film then you had to wait for the film and you're in a war zone so like right so he had to like send it like to hawaii to get it developed so and this was actually not yeah it really is an iconic photo and this wasn't even the first uh, flag raising on Iwo Jima. This is the second one. This was a replacement flag, flag that they were putting up. Oh, I think I did know that. I think I remember yeah. that. So it it kind of turned into after these um, individuals became so famous for this picture, they couldn't understand why because there was like not even they weren't even the main people who put up the flag and, and got all the cheers from all of the Marines who saw the flag go up. And nothing was even mentioned about the team who originally put up the flag. Right. It was just because of this picture that they got the recognition. And but this, of course, tells about all of the battles. It gives you history about Japan's effect on the war and how just absolutely brutal they they were. were Brutal. Oh, my God. You think some Nazis are brutal. They were worse. Their torturing style was just... Yeah, like um, they talked about... Disturbing. <laughs> yeah, like um, the soldiers that they would catch, even on the island when they were surrounded, because they were hiding like inside bunkers, mm-hmm. inside bunkers, like underneath. Mm-hmm. Yeah, And they would like... Tunnels and all kinds of stuff. They would snatch soldiers and mm-hmm. take them down beneath where nobody could hear them and torture them. And yep. then later... You know, the Marines would find the bodies of these soldiers and it was just, it was horrific. Like, you know, their tongue would be gone. Their fingernails would be gone. Yeah, just the psychological. Their, all of their limbs would be broken. <sighs> just, oh my God, it was horrible. It's giving me the heebie-jeebies just thinking about it. I literally just like sat on my fingernails just thinking about it. Yeah, you want to read a horror novel? You don't have to go to Stephen King. Just read some stuff about World War II. This guy is talented. He is good. Brought the stories to life of all of these soldiers and he didn't hold back at all like um, of what they went through. All the post-traumatic stress syndrome that they had and their struggles and because of course all of them didn't come back from the war. Obviously, I mean, if anyone likes World War II novels, has any kind of taste like I do, I would recommend this book. It was just awesome. This is one of the reasons why I was on such a book high. The other one that I read of his was also as good, but I'm not going to talk about it because I want to review it. (laughs) (laughs) She's going to put that in her backpack of reviews. for. Well, I told you I'm trying to... um, draw out the World War II novels instead of just going into a whole month of World War II. (laughs) 
Fair. Because, I mean, Martha's asleep over there, so. I'm not asleep. I'm awake. I'm awake. She's now reclined in her chair and moved her microphone to the edge of the table. I mean, it's even worse than when we were talking about Twilight. <laughs> that, book does, that book does sound really good, though. Like, you think about that generation. They didn't come back and talk about it. No, they didn't. And he talks about that. He talks about how his his father wouldn't give interviews no and and they had this um little code that if anyone called and it was a reporter and asked for him they would always tell the reporter that he was fishing in canada Uh. (laughs) that was his that was his excuse for everything he was fishing in canada i mean i would be too if reporters were calling me but in the same token then it's also so sad to know that so many of their stories are lost yeah it is and i i think that um this author did a really excellent job in bringing those to life and telling the stories without like bedazzling them too much. Yeah. Yeah. They were heroes, obviously, but so was everyone that fought. Absolutely. And that was one of the things that these soldiers struggled with is like, why are they getting all the attention when all of the Marines over there, all of the people from the air force and the army, and the navy they're all fighting the same war every one of them were heroes and they were just we are no different than anyone else so why give us attention we're not heroes well that's part of that generation too i think it was hey we're all in this shit storm together like not and no one none of us are more important or better than the other person because we're all fighting for the same thing he does really good with the audio the audio is awesome I'll audio it mm-hmm. i need an audiobook for work so maybe that'll be the one yeah and that again was called flags of our father by james bradley Brittany, you want to go next i will sure all right so i read it's called city of the lost by kelly armstrong and it's the first of a series called rockton series r-o-c-k-t-o-n okay. the town that's the town she ends up in so the main character is Casey Duncan, and she is a homicide detective with uh, a huge secret. Basically, what happened was in college, she killed a, mo- a mobster's grandson, and she got away with it. So, yeah, so, she's, uh, so she has that going for her. And then her best friend, Diana, is trying to hide uh, from her abusive ex-husband. So eventually, the abusive ex-husband comes back into play, and pretty much beats Diana to, I mean, she's barely alive. So Casey's like, okay, we got to get you somewhere where he's never going to find you again. And Diana hears about this town called Rockton where people can go and basically shed their old lives, but you have to apply. So of course Diana gets in because, you know, she has to get away from her ex-husband or or he's going to kill her. And then Casey was like, well, I'm going to go with you. I, I can't let you go by yourself. So she applies too, but gets denied at first. And then she ends up all of a sudden getting accepted because this town is literally in the middle of nowhere in the, like, in the Yukon. And so like no electricity, no cell phones, no internet, nothing like that. And it's a small community of people that have they can be killers that have shed you know have or running away from mobsters or anything like that that have gotten accepted so she ends up getting accepted because should they need a homicide detective (laughs) because even they have to have cops huh yep so they at, at before she even gets there all they have is a sheriff and one deputy with no like homicide um experience at all so i feel like when you have a like town full of murderers that you probably should have a homicide detective you would, you would, <laughs> yeah so, probably yeah, bodies start showing up and and you know the town's trying to the they're basically the town is run by this group of people that you never you never find out who they are and um, as long as you can pretty much pay, you can get into the town usually. But then they also accept people that they need, like if they needed an elect or not an electrician, but like like her, uh, you know, homicide detective or um, you know who you know whatever else. But um, a computer yeah, repairman. <laughs> yeah, I mean, but it's really you know I I listen to the audios and Therese Plummer is the narrator. I guess that's how you pronounce her name, but she is excellent. Um, I would recommend the audios. 
uh, over the paperback or, or, you know, hardcover. Um, cause she really gets, she gets into the character and she makes you like love Casey Duncan, like right off the bat. Hmm. And, and then also Eric Dalton, which is the, uh, sheriff, of course, you know, later on in the book, they start, you know, having a little romance going on, of course. but it's, but it's not one of those, you know, like, I mean, you saw it coming and, but it, but it's okay. You know, it fits with the book. So yeah, I really, I, I really enjoyed it. There's five of them in the series and I've already read all of them. So, and I just, I picked her up, um, maybe two months ago. Nice. Yeah. I just randomly came across it on, on the hoopla and listened to it. And I was like, I like this. Uh, first of all, I like the narrator. She's good at what she does which is hard to find because, you know, there's some bad narrators out there. Yeah, there is. Yeah, there yes. are. So, um, but yeah, she she also does a lot of vampire books. So y'all are into that kind of stuff. That's her first <laughs> love is, is vampires. And then she did this series. So I, I know yeah, that I I've looked at that series before. I've looked at possibly doing it. I think the reason that I passed on it was because of the domestic. I, yeah, for some well, reason, was, I don't like, I don't like reading about domestics. It was really short and it was right at the beginning of the book. And so, and when they talk about it as a backstory, they don't like go into the detail or anything like that. Mm. So, well, it might, yeah. be, might be worth a look because I love those series. Well, you do. Like I, I said, do. It was, uh, yeah, it was in the way she, the, the writer, she's so good. She makes you feel like you're there. Like when she's talking about the snow and just the weather, because, you know, you're in the Yukon. So, out in the middle of nowhere and so it's, it's she has a good writing style the narrator's excellent i looked her up to see if she's narrated any other books and um just because i loved her so much so that's she's, high praise she's yeah she's narrated um several different types of books and it's not just you know murder mysteries or anything like that she's done um i think a couple of her, her vampire books she narrates and so cool yeah she's really good awesome that's exciting Awesome. Okay, so give us title and artist again. Title was City of the Lost by Kelly Armstrong. Sounds good. Sweet. Yeah. Kelly Armstrong sounds familiar. I wonder if I've read any of hers. And know. FYI, Martha, it's it's really hard to pull up any documentaries about Flags of Our Father because there was actually a movie. Called Flags that's, of Our Father. That's based on the book also in 2006. Oh, maybe mm. that's what I saw. So, yeah. Cool, cool. It's my All right, turn. Megan. All right. So I went true crime as a, a palate cleanser for this week and then immediately regretted my life choices. So, Uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> so I read The Trial of Lizzie Borden by Kara Robertson. And I wanted to love this book so badly. Mm. And you did not. And I did not. Oh, I hate that. That's a bummer. And I love and because Lizzie Borden was probably right up there, one of the first like historical true crimes that I was like obsessed with growing up, like trying to figure out if she. you wanted to whack somebody with an axe. Come on, Megan. I mean, don't we all at some point or another, <laughs> uh, right? Uh, Unless it's too messy. <laughs> Unless it's too messy. <laughs> now we know the truth. <laughs> yes. So for me, so what I wanted out of this book was more information and more like, here's like what happened. And I thought maybe there'd be some like new information, like some inside information. Yeah. Yeah. And at the end of the day, I just felt like I just sat and read the trial transcript for three days. Mm. And, and I get part of the, part of the problem was that Lizzie Borden herself never testified and never spoke after the trial about what happened so basically all the information you have is from the trial the the trial and the townspeople gossip and it kind of starts off with like okay here's the murder and then it's all these 1893 men (laughs) investigating this murder See, now that would have been the perfect subject to fictionalize yes because then they could have taken her and given her some cool motives yeah. Well, unless they were yeah. trying to stay factual. Yeah. yeah. And, I, and, and I think I knew it was a nonfiction. So I knew kind of what I was getting into. But I really thought there would just be more like new something that I'd never heard on documentaries. And it what it really helped realize, not helped because we all knew this, 
just how screwed up the trials were in the 1890s. Oh, yeah. I mean, like, the prosecutor was basically like, well, she was on her period, so that means <gasps> she's insane, and she definitely did it. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like, it was a justifiable reason for women to commit. They're like, well, you know, when they're on their period, they're just insane, so that's probably what happened. Is it still justifiable? Because <laughs> <laughs> I could use that excuse. I don't know. I was going to say, there's a reason they call it Shark Week, girls. <laughs> <laughs> but that was, like, it one of the... a thing. <laughs> yeah, so that was one of the problems, was that the prosecutor was like, this is why she did Ugh. it, because she was just driven mad. I forget what they called it. It was something like, oh, uh, something. It was not like that earth shattering, but it was like her illness, oh, her monthly illness or something. <laughs> Trying not to like discuss it. But that was one of the. <laughs> Except Martha, we live in Oklahoma, so we should start calling it Tiger Week. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh. Sorry, go ahead. No, you're good. I like it. Um, so There's that meat in the cage. <laughs> Ew. So then, of course, it was an all-male jury because 1893. Um, and the serious lack of investigation that went on in this case, like if this case happened today, it would be solvable. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because there would have been more control. Like no, like they literally stationed like two of her neighbors at the front door and were like, Hey dude, like don't let anybody in. And he's like, what? I was just walking down the street. And they're like, well, you're guarding this door now. Well, could, And he could have been the guy. I mean, yeah. anybody could have done and it. There was like all this talk about like that there'd been a break in earlier, like a month or two ago or a couple weeks ago. And they all started locking like their house was super weirdly set up. So like all the rooms you had to go through another room to get to. Yeah. And so they all like independently locked their doors and like the dad and, mo- and stepmom's room was like the last one of the chain. So he would always lock his bedroom door, but like the key was on the mantle. So it wasn't like a secret. Mm-hmm. Like if you wanted to get into the room, you knew where the key was. But it was, it was, there was a lot of weird things going on in that house. I think that if we knew more about it would be interesting to get information on. But like for me now, I kind of just want a vacation over to Fall River and go to the house because it's a bed and breakfast now. Oh, yeah, yeah. Because I want to stand because like there's a whole debate because they say her mother or her stepmother don't call her her mother because she got hostile about it. It's her stepmother um, was killed first because her, her blood was more congealed than her father's. And they said she had been dead like an hour longer than him. And that Lizzie had gone like up and down the stairs and should have been able to like see her stepmother's feet on the floor based on the pictures you see. But what they failed to talk about is that they moved the bed to get to her. Because like she was kind of she was like face down with her head towards the headboard the on the stepmother? floor. stepmother? Yeah. So she was upstairs, like on the floor. Huh. And they moved the bed to like see if she was still alive so the doctor could get in and like take a pulse. And so there's no picture of the room before it was disturbed. Oh. And so there's always been this debate as if you came up and down the stairs, could you see a body on that floor if it, the bed was where it was supposed to be? Because Lizzie was like, I didn't see her. <laughs> like, I thought she'd gone out. There was supposedly this mystery letter that she received and went to a friend's house. So there's like a whole debate on what happened to this letter and if the letter was real. I mean, so there was a lot of really interesting information. It just plotted along for me. Although it did, I did feel seen by the uh, newspaper art people of Fall River because they definitely described the like OG murderinos who camped out in front of the courthouse and ate their lunch to make sure they had a seat in the trial. <laughs> hey, that was the only um, entertainment they had back in those yeah. days. And they weren't really yeah, nice. Real. They were not very nice to the women that were there. They couldn't watch CNN. But they, they would be like these homely looking women. Like they were always like really me. They were like, there's no like supermodels in this crowd, guys. <laughs> like it's all these. Well, guys are such pricks back then anyway. Yeah. So I felt very, like, very, as I was reading it, I was like, oh, that would have been me. Like, I would have been that person. (laughs) (laughs) You would have been in the homely girls section? I would have been, it's like Hanson fan camping out combined with true crime. Like, Like, I'll sit in front of the courthouse at 8 a.m. for a good trial seat. I mean, let's do it. (laughs) 
so that was kind of fun um and then i had a really cool moment I actually texted all of you guys about because i was reading the book and it was like the day that all the lawyers kind of like met up to decide like what the next steps were going to be and it was like april 29th the lawyers met and i was like holy shit that's today she took a picture of it and was pointing to april 29th in the picture <laughs> so i felt like yeah. I was, yeah i was like i felt like i was kind of reading it in time with like right. history and then i was like well the ghost of lizzie borden spoke because i was not going to read that book and then it was like you know what i should read that and then i got to the dates and i was like that's really creepy <laughs> mm. i mean i guess now that i'm talking through it more it wasn't terrible but it still was not i wanted more you were still disappointed it, it was just too methodical because yeah. it was a non-fiction and it followed followed the trial notes yes i've read books like that before and there's just no there's not very many like high and low points no. you don't have that emotional no roller coaster that you kind of like when you're reading books or at least yes. i mean i do but and that's just one of the it's the, the downfall of nonfiction. Yeah. like yeah. some of them like mine again james bradley is awesome <laughs> um they had the emotional <laughs> roller yes. coaster but like the the um the bridge one that i read a few weeks ago oh yeah did not yeah so i can understand probably the most interesting thing i it was at the very end of the book her lawyer the family lawyer that was her like defense guy his law firm that he started like in 18 whatever is still actually like a functioning law firm today wow that's cool and they have never and will never so they say release his trial records they still have all his files and all of his journals from the trial and they refuse to give them up. And everyone's like, well, you do realize that like attorney client doesn't apply 150 years later. And exactly. he, and he was there. They're those like, be, now those would probably be a pretty good read. Right. Like right, give yeah. me access to that file. Give me that key. Walk out the room. Just let me sit here. But yeah, yeah, they, I thought that was really interesting. Cause like she never married and had kids. I don't think her sister ever married and had kids. So it's not like she has any direct, descendants that are still alive that would be like no like don't do it like there's nobody but they just like yeah. on principle of their history of his well it, way to go him for having sense principles i know right so yeah they they're just sitting in a locked file cabinet in the office of this law firm and they're like that's where they're gonna stay like so that was kind of interesting and i was like you just put like a target like everybody's gonna figure out how to get to your law right firm. <laughs> and they talked about the terrible movie that came out couple years ago about lizzie it was pretty terrible movie i wish i could have my money back um i really only saw it because our dear friend Kristen stewart uh played bridget the house maid uh and i thought it might be really good but it was not you know i'm not a fan of Kristen. i was stewart. gonna say please please let's stop talking about Kristen stewart i'm gonna say something mean and i really don't want to <laughs> I'm just going to say that I'm not her biggest fan. No, but I thought maybe because it was a little darker that that maybe her like could be her niche. But the movie itself was it just it kind of went on that conspiracy side of Lizzie Borden that like and it came up in the book I was reading actually where it said like, well, there was no blood on her because she stripped naked and killed them. And that was what she did in the movie. In the movie, she's standing in the middle of the living room, like totally naked with like an axe like and killing was, people yeah and i was like as i, I mean, read the book i was like oh, that would that's... help with the mess it would help with the mess <laughs> it would. i know who i'm calling if i ever accidentally kill somebody <laughs> but it would i mean it, there or was if a... i plan to accidentally kill somebody <laughs> <laughs> but it was it was but I, was, I read that section i went oh that's where that came from in the book and then like the next page they're like like in the movie and i, I was like yep mm-hmm, i remember <laughs> like, <laughs> so there was I think there was a lot of good information. I just wasn't anything new and earth shattering. Like well, cause I you already knew a lot about the case. Yeah. Now, like if I read it because I know like hardly anything about Lizzie Borden, yeah, I you, might find it really yes. interesting because I know like next to nothing. Yes. Like I didn't even know that she killed people naked with an ax or supposedly <laughs> yeah. killed people. I mean, and I, an to this day, I thought maybe when I read the book, I'd feel some way or another about whether I felt like she did it or not. And it didn't help, like, solve any of the... I mean, they don't know. They'll never know. Mm-hmm. No. But, I mean, basically what she got... She Spoiler alert. <laughs> she got acquitted. And... Well, it's nonfiction. You can't really I have know, spoilers right? with nonfiction. <laughs> spoiler like, alert on spoiler nonfiction. Spoiler alert. <laughs> we won the war. <laughs> right? <laughs> and they, they, they acquitted her in, like, 35 minutes. Like, the jurors were like, yeah, we voted. We all kind of agreed. And then we voted again just to make sure. And then we just sat there for an hour because we were like... 
why not this is just too soon <laughs> yeah like literally they're like we felt like we had to take longer mm-hmm. and it took them an hour and a half and can, and they were basically like well because she was a good christian woman she couldn't do it and that was like all her that was what her defense team basically like tried to like that's pro- what they were pushing that's what they were pushing and so it worked and, his character yeah mm-hmm. and they, they were like well we just don't think a woman could wield this axe and kill him this way <laughs> and the the blood spatter experts were entertaining i want them to meet some new blood spatter experts <laughs> because they were like the blood spatter just couldn't go that way and i'm like i'm pretty sure it could <laughs> i don't sure. know stand against that wall <laughs> yeah they didn't do any there was, there was none of that reenactment of like you lay on this couch and we'll swing an axe and see where the paint goes that they would do today none of them could agree like they had like four experts and they were like well maybe <laughs> uh-huh. it's like none of you thought to just put some paint on an axe and wield it and see what uh-huh. happens but i really wanted more out of the book but as someone who if someone has never read anything about lizzie borden they would probably find it really enjoyable i just mm-hmm. wanted I wanted to... You have, wanted more. Yeah, I wanted more. I wanted some feeling of like, okay, I know something new. Now I can readjust my like thoughts on if she did it or not. And at the end, I was like, I still don't have a thought on if she did I don't believe the intruder and I don't believe it was her. Maybe it was the maid. I don't know. But a good Christian woman <laughs> would never do something like that. I say, I actually gave her some credit in her post-trial life because she tried to go back to her church and they were like, oh, hell no. And <laughs> you had to like pay for your seat at the church. You had to buy your pew. And she literally paid for her pew. She paid for her pew for like 20 years after they like would not let her go to church. Like she still put money into the church. I would be taking that pew out of the church. Like, dude, I paid for that pew. So it's coming with me. That needs to be in the Lizzie Borden uh, Museum. Yes. <laughs> if there is one. Oh, I don't even know if there, is, there is one. I'm about to vacation there. Because I need to go stand in this crime let us, scene. Let us know if the pew's there. <laughs> it, right. But it, I, that, that to me almost said more about her as a person than anything else in the book. Do you want me to go with you and lay down next to the? Could you next to the bed and see if you can see my feet? Yes, that'd okay. be yeah, right, no problem. Yep, it'd be I perfect. mean, you can't kill me with an axe to see if the <laughs> blood splatter goes right on the walls, but I will lay on the floor. <laughs> the best thing about 1918 crimes is that like no one cared about the like pictures, so like you can just access all the crime scene photos, and you're like literally like, oh, there's her dad with no face on the couch and like the like random cop in his like fancy suits just standing there like looking at it yeah he's just like hey bro not a good day dude doesn't have a face (laughs) (laughs) if you don't know anything about lizzie borden i would recommend the trial of lizzie borden by kara robertson if you know a lot of true crime about lizzie borden eh, maybe pick a different one all right i did not read nonfiction. Or World War II. Surprise there, huh? We both read nonfiction. (laughs) We did. It's a good thing that Brittany was here to like break up the nonfiction (laughs) montage we got going on here. That's true. Well, I actually read a book called Perfect Little Children by Sophie Hanna. I actually read this a few weeks ago. It was one of those books that caught me right away. I think, and I was thinking about this, um, while we were on the call because with it's really interesting to me the way people describe a book Mm. sometimes when I go to read the description of a book I have no idea what book they're talking about but I've read the book because (laughs) they'll explain it this way and I don't remember those things about the book you know what I'm saying everybody Mm. has their own interpretation of the book uh for me it's usually the hook the thing about the book that made me want to keep reading. Now for this one, it starts out in, there's this woman who takes her son to soccer practice and drops him off. And then she's sitting there thinking about this old friend of hers. And she knows that their house is close by to this soccer game. So she kind of gets a bee in her bonnet and she drives over there. Well, of course you get her inner monologue the whole time. She's thinking to herself about, you know, they lost touch. She hasn't seen this friend in 12 years, but they used to be really good friends. And I don't know about you guys, but I've got lots of people like that in my Mm -hmm. life. People who, you know, our families spent time together. um, And for whatever reason, you're distanced from that person. Maybe it was something petty. Maybe it was something really serious. I, I kind of 
was able right away to hop in on this story because you have that feeling of, oh, yeah, I've, I've had that happen to me before. Well, she goes to the house. She goes to drive by the house and she sees this woman and she gets out, the woman gets out of her car outside the gate. This is a really big, fancy house. OK. And the woman gets out of the car and she's on the phone with somebody and she's talking on the phone and the girl can hear her. And she says something to the kids that are in the car and the kids get out of the car and they look exactly like her kids. She recognizes the woman and the kids look like they're the same age that they were when they were all hanging out together when her kids were that age. So when and the she woman, calls them the same name. So the woman in the car's kids look the same as they did like 20 years ago. 12 years ago. 12, okay. Right. And, she, and they have the same names. They're vampires. That's so <laughs> cloned them. So, it, I mean, that was my hook. That was, that was it for me. I'm like, okay, this is, uh, there's something really fucked up going on here. We got to figure out what it is. And, and for me, that was the thing that sort of just sucked me into this book. Now, I didn't give it five stars because there were some seriously, you know, strange things about the book. You kind of find out that when somebody does something that pissed you off. Yes. That it's a huge deal to you. But Mm -hmm. then you look at it and you're like, well, that was really kind of petty. It's always a huge deal. It's always a big deal. It (laughs) means a lot of it's probably petty, but in that moment, it's a big deal. Right. So... (laughs) You know, the thing, the reason that she ended up not talking to her friend seemed like ridiculousness to me. And I I guess I can't really tell you all that much about the book. That's the really hard part because it's got some real strange shit going on. But she goes into the house. She can't let it go because she's seen this. You know, she heard her friend call these two little kids the exact same names as the kids that she had 12 years ago. She knows that can't be possible. So she goes over to their house and she she talks to the people that live and it's the same house. So she goes over and she she ends up talking to this guy who's living there and it's a different guy. It's not the same husband. So you have no fucking idea what's going on. You have no clue. This sounds very interesting. It really was. And it was a little convoluted and a little unbelievable by the time you get to, (laughs) you know, the reason that the kids have the same names and it's not supernatural in any way whatsoever. Bummer. Okay. It's it's and Bonnie and I both just went. Oh, yeah, man. I know. It's it's a very it's one of those psychological twisty thriller things. And there is a little bit of a domestic issue in there, too, which I'm not a huge fan of. But I do like the way it was written. I like the fact that, man, I was sucked right in. I wanted to know what the fuck was going on in here. So I, I have to give it a great rating. Or fairly great rating because it did its job as a book. Yeah, awesome. and Sophie Hanna. We need a. I'm I read scrolling. the Wrong Mother by by Sophie Hanna as well. I'm trying to th- think. Um, I don't think I. Re- I'm pretty sure I didn't review it on the podcast. I also gave it four stars. Her writing style is just very easy for me to fall into. Yeah, and when you're in the middle of a pandemic. And the only thing that you can really get into is stuff you've already read. I mean, you got to give props to whatever author (laughs) is able to totally make you forget about your life for a few minutes. Yeah, entertain you. Yeah. And it was a strange book. There was a lot of really unbelievable crap that went on in it. But it was also really good because I couldn't figure it out. Even though it was a stretch, I did not figure out what the fuck was going on. I knew they weren't the same kids. I knew they couldn't be. But what actually happened was so strange that you're like, I don't know. 
That does sound interesting. I know. I couldn't. I can't really give a lot of information <laughs> right. about it. Sounds it. good to me. I'll probably read it. There you go. Yeah, it's it's very. I was very entertained by it. I mean, I like psych- psychological thriller. It was a psychological so. thriller. It was very very twisty, but a little bit of the unbelievable side when you get closer to the end. Mm. So anyway. Interesting. Interesting. Plus, it also made me think about the friendships that I have um, abandoned over the years mm. and why. So that was at the same time I was sort of revisiting some of those things in my own life, you know, yeah. people I've lost touch with and whatnot. Yeah. Uh, so that was called Perfect Little Children by Sophie Hanna. And I gave it four stars. So that's that. Awesome. Yay. I'm going to not read true crime now. I think I've got to go back to my, my roots. you got a belly full. Listen, you, you need it's to reread the, reread the Twilights because what if it is Midnight Sun? She's then not like you. you. She doesn't have, have to read all oh, of them before you read at least the first Twilight because <laughs> Midnight Sun is off the first Twilight. So you have no. to at least read the first one. I, well, I do need to read. I was going to reread Twilight anyway, that, like the first one at least, because it's actually one of my book challenges is reread a book you've already read. Oh. And I just... I don't have enough backlog. You guys are already unsufferable. It's going to be awful if she starts reading it too. Who the fuck (laughs) am I going to talk to? (laughs) You talked to me when I read it the first time. Mm. Kind of. But here's the thing though, because we either... (laughs) It's when you were still on good behavior because we just met. (laughs) But see, and I was like, oh, that's nice. You're you're reading Twilight? I'm so glad you're reading. (laughs) Pats are on the head. (laughs) We have one day, 14 hours, oh, zero geez. minutes and eight seconds to find out. Oh my gosh. By the way, this, this podcast doesn't release until eight o'clock on Sunday night. So. so then it'll be down to like 12 hours. Yeah. In how many seconds? I don't know. I can do that math. Right now it's Saturday afternoon at 530. Yeah. Because uh, it's seven, central time. Se- the countdown will end at 730 Monday morning central time on Stephanie Meyer's website. I did that math. <laughs> That's so funny. <laughs> Smells Someone's like waking up is... early. <laughs> I'll be yep. at work by then. At what time? Oh, okay. At seven thirty. I normally oh. get to the office at seven. Well, I'll be awake, so feel free to text me. Oh, I, I will. I'm either going to text you like a giant happy emoji or a like cussing emoji. I feel like there's not going to be a middle ground. Well, just there. leave me out of that loop, okay? And <laughs> yeah. maybe driving. So if I don't answer right away. <laughs> I have to actually go to the office this week. Oh, man. Yeah, because my boss is gone this week, so I have to fill in, and I don't have all the tools I need at home, Mm. so I have to venture out. I'm a little scared. It's okay. You can do it. I gotta go back Thursday. Well, I mean, I don't know if anything's gonna change since we're in phase two of opening Oklahoma. I thought we were still in phase one. No, they started phase two Friday. No, I thought that was no, phase one. No, that's phase one. No, phase one was all of the hair salons, phase two, which mm-hmm. happened a week ago Friday. And then this time no, they were didn't. allowed to open. D- gyms were part of phase one. I'm pretty sure we're think- two weeks in. <laughs> no, yeah, we're on phase one. I watch the news every freaking morning. I know, you guys, whatever it is, it's too fast. Let me finish what I was saying first before you bitch about that. Okay. Okay. Go ahead. All I'm saying is traffic has been amazing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think it's just hilarious. Like last night I ate, I ate dinner with my son. So I stopped, he ordered it and I stopped and got it on the way to his house because I was coming home from work and, um, I did curbside pickup, obviously. And it's just so hilarious now they like stand as far away as they possibly can and like hand you the bag with like two fingers and then take a step back and talk to you. Yeah. The girl at Sonic didn't even come up all the way to the driver's door. Like I had to like turn around to get yeah, my milkshake. Because... It's like everybody has the plague. <laughs> everybody does have the plague. Everybody. You know how I you have just my. just don't realize you have it. If you, you know have how it. I have my bubble. Yeah. Well, my bubble has gotten very larger. <laughs> I, I did sanitize my cup before I took it. I took it from them and then sanitized my hands in the cup because that girl did not have her mask on, right? She didn't have it over her nose. Oh. And I wanted to be like, baby girl, you're only doing half the job. Right there. I have to remember when I go grocery shopping tomorrow um, to put a paper towel in my mask because for us that wear glasses, 
and oh, you have a cloth no. mask, all of my yeah. breath was going up into my glasses and I couldn't see. I'm walking around Walmart the other or two weeks ago going, I can't see. So, so my friend Rachel said her husband has the same problem because he's a Marine and they have to wear their mask. If you put shaving cream on the lens, they won't fog up. Like yeah, if you then, wash it in shaving cream and then wash the shaving cream off. Yeah, it but won't then there's up. a film and it, that bugs me. No, you like wash it off. You wash the shaving cream off, but then it'll. It Yeah, but it. I wash my glasses or, like twice a day. It just bugs me. Or you could do like swimmers do with their goggles and just lick your glasses. Then they won't fog up. <laughs> I'd be more likely to do that than, <laughs> than the shaving cream That's, thing. Do you, if you ever watch. She's going to be a glasses licker. <laughs> I'm going to be sitting in my car licking my glasses yeah, before yeah, I go yeah, into the yeah, store. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it works. If you watch the Olympics, all the swimmers like spit and lick their goggles and then they yeah. put them on their face because yeah. it keeps them from fogging up. Could I have Echo do that for me? You sure probably could. Do the because same thing. she does it for me anyway. I yeah. just have to turn them around yeah. so she gets the inside. Put her to work. I also heard that if you put a paper towel inside there, it collects the moisture and it doesn't do it. So I was going to try that. Before. I'm going to take my CPAP mask and just uh, <laughs> put because I have one of those snorkel CPAP masks. <laughs> you know, it goes over your nose. I'm going to put a little filter over the, the hose piece and wear the whole headgear out and then put a mask over top of that. Just Could don't you please take a picture of that so we can laugh about it. No, but I'll put yeah. a hat on so then nobody can see I'm wearing my CPAP thing. But you'll be able to see it all over the side of my face, though. <laughs> Until, of course, my plague mask arrives in the mail. You know, the, the one that oh, the, 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 the big beak. The big I beak. need to order yeah. some more. I need some more masks. I'm, a, I'm about to scare the shit out of some little kids. Woohoo! <laughs> I mean, they wore them for, I mean, they were basically the original duck mask. I mean, if you extend the, yeah. the, the, the N90, I love it. Mask. Yes. A plague mask. All right. We got to wrap this thing up. Well, we can do a vote. Me and Martha think it's going to be a sequel to The Host. And Bonnie and I are. We're the chemists. Yeah. I mean, I like that book. I did too. Oh, my God. I'm going to vote for something completely different. It's going to be completely It's going to be different. something completely different. It'll, it'll be a brand new thing because she's tried that several times now and she's in a slump. Yeah, but yeah, on her, I read something on that that Facebook thing that said that her mom keeps bugging her to finish Midnight Sun. Mom's getting older. I know. So right? it could be just for mom. I'm voting completely different. That's Midnight my Sun. vote. Midnight Sun. <laughs> Brittany voting. thinks it's going to be uh, either the sequel to the host or the chemist. <laughs> I want it to be Midnight Sun so bad. I want it to be Midnight Sun for two reasons. I really want to read it and I want to give Martha more shit yes. about it being Midnight Sun because you know that we're going to read it and review it on the podcast. <laughs> oh, yippee. <laughs> I'm It'll be a so joint review excited. week. Because me and Megan go from one extreme to the other. She goes from Lizzie Borden <laughs> to Sparkly Vampires. Yippee. Yippee. <laughs> yippee. And on that note, that's going to do it for Three Book Girls. Can't get enough of Three Book Girls? Join the conversation on Facebook and follow them on Twitter and Instagram. If you really love them, share the podcast with a friend. Three Book Girls, a Steel Trap production.